Wowzers, <laughs> that's good. Woo, isn't it? Yes. Please, man, that, I hear claps harder than that on a golf course somewhere. <laughs> Can we just... Oh. It's just, can we do that some more? Can we have another serving? Man alive. You're talking about a good, good father. All right, so last week, you know, I told you that it, uh, I turned 52 on Wednesday. It's the new 25, folks. It, <laughs> but, but let me tell you, there's a reason why I have a membership to the MAC. It's a healthy purge, folks, I know. For all of us that understand uh, recovery, it's a healthy purge. Maybe not all the time. So I get occasionally gifts. And so there's some folks in the room that know I like banana pudding. I love banana pudding. And there's one in particular that makes a banana pudding that's probably the best in the land. Hurley back there. And so, man, they come in, they give me this thing, it's huge, it's big. And we emptied that rascal out quicker than Jesus emptied out the tomb. <laughs> it was gone. And then look, wait a minute, it gets better. Come on. Look, where, where is she? Where's she got? There she is. All right, look. Fudge pie. Yeah, I know. You want to peek? For all y'all listening at home, it's fudge pie and it has semi-sweet morsels in it. <laughs> I'd say we just get a spoon and attack it. <laughs> Golly, Bill. Yeah, I can't wait to get into that. That's dinner and breakfast. How is everybody? Y'all good? All right, good. Good, good, good. I'm going to get you up. Uh, hey, here's the deal. Let me turn that on. We are going to be talking about some harmony. And the harmony that we have is, is, is how we live life, guys. And how we live out there. And I can't wait till you know, afterwards. We're going to talk a little bit. We're going to continue our conversation through 1 Corinthians and the special abilities that the Corinthians were getting taught by Paul. They, they knew they had them because they wrote this letter back into him asking him, hey, because he, he responds to him. He said, hey, in response to your question... So it's like us, you know, we have questions. Zane's going to have questions. And so we get to surround him in a way that, that the world will look in and see this harmony. Is that there will be this constant encouraging, this constant lifting up, and, and these battles that he'll go through in life. And, and his family will be surrounding him at all times. And it's just, just hey man, come on, let's don't forget of the, the dunamis power that's within us called the Holy Spirit of Christ that's in us that, that helps propel us through each day. And that's what Paul's reminding us. And so that's what we get to celebrate tonight in the baptism. And, and uh, I brought extra shorts and shirt and towel just in case anybody ever wanted to get in. Because you've got to remember, gang, you are leaders of leaders. And what we're encouraging you to be about is to, when we are encountering people in your most dynamic way, whenever you're on the go, whenever you're doing life, wherever you are, you know where your biggest stage is? Amen. Right where you are. 
at all times. You see, because when Zane said yes, guess who became a pastor? Zane, do you know that? You're a pastor, son. How you doing, Reverend? You want to be called Reverend, Bishop? Uh... And see, a lot of times we deflect that. We go, no, no, I'm not. I've not been to the school. He's going to the same school that the ones went to in the book. Holy Spirit, you. The university of the Holy Spirit. That's where he went. That's where he's at. That's where he's learning. And we get to help encourage him in that. And so the thing is, what I want to do now is allow you to encourage one another that you're here. And then we'll crank this baby up. Everybody get up. Hug a head. Learn someone's name that you, have not, that you do not know. All right?
our disbelief. Thank you for showing us that our shame is now yours. That all of our hurts were put on the cross. And help us to live in that freedom. Help us to change our lens of our circumstances and to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are the God who lives inside us. Thank you, Lord, for my family. Everyone in this room, God. Thank you for giving us relationships. Super cool. All right, find your spot there in 1 Corinthians. It's in uh, chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Man, this past week, we had a blast over at Charlie's place. Charlie, you in the room? Yes, that a baby. Thanks for opening your home. Everybody give him a shout. There's a bunch of little roustabouts gathered around this bucket, poured it out, and $2,000 later, it's going out locally and globally. It's just so cool. So much fun. Here, I want to um, just, we're just going to launch. 1 Corinthians 12. We're reading this letter that Paul, and we just said here a little bit earlier, he's writing to a people in Corinth that would look a whole lot like us. Very affluent, all different kind of socioeconomic background. It's all over the place. They're into themselves. Um, if they had uh, these things right here, man, they would be blowing them up with selfies, Instagram, thumbs up. It'd be all over the place. They, so we can relate to these people, right? And so Paul's talk, he's, he's responding to questions that they have. He's always coaching them up, gang. Always. And so look what he says here. It's in 1 Corinthians. It's in chapter 12, starting in verse 2. He said, you know that when you were still pagans... Um, I'm not the biggest English major in the world. I'm real horrible at it, quite honestly. But I'm pretty sure that's past tense. Right? Does yours? You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping. So if you took the time, and I pray that you do, if you went back and read the first 11 chapters of this before you got up to here... If those folks were here today, we would absolutely, the body of Christ would be blasting them. That old boy over needs him some Jesus. He's lost his last year's Easter egg, Bill. Look at him. He's acting an idiot. They were all over the place. But they had the heart and the desire to do life different. So they had questions. They skint their knees, and Paul never disqualifies them. He says, when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. And so the cool thing about that is that we know and we see that uh, there's a people that have this desire to worship. Okay? So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Verse 4. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts. We talked about those last week. We're going to see them again this week. And we're going to see how these start to flow out through people. Alright? Starting again. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. Verse 5. There are different kinds of service, but we serve how many lords? One. Yep. Same or one. God works in how many ways? Different. What's yours say? Come on, speak it out. Different Different ways. But it is this same God who does the work in all of us. 
Verse 7, and here's the purpose. Don't even look. What's the purpose of the spiritual gift? Remember from last week? Help others. Help others. What's the reason why God blow, blows life into us? Yeah, it's part of right here. A spiritual gift is given to each of us to help each other. The focus is on Jesus and others all the time. Jump down to 11. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Who's the decision maker in this game? He is. And it's the one and only. And just a quick kind of little background here. You see, Paul understands this tremendously. You see, he would walk through cities before he became Paul when he was Saul and he was chasing folks that said that they were following this guy named Jesus. You remember that? And so he would walk into cities and he would see a people that were different. He probably already saw people manifesting the special abilities through them before maybe he even became Paul. You remember, he had letters. He had permission to go and get the folks that were following Jesus. Now, he's one of us. He was on the other side. He was on the, he was on the uh, away team. Now, he's on the home team. And so, if there's anybody at all that can speak into this, it's him. And so, one day when he's walking, it's not long after he had his uh, Damascus Road experience, he walks into a city. I think it's Athens. It's uh, Acts 17. But he walks into a city... So pretend we walk into Nashville. Paul walks into Nashville. Paul, Paul walks into Adam. And he sees all these different structures. And in particular, what he is seeing, he's seeing these structures and statues of gods. And so if we walk into Nashville, we start to look at the buildings and we start to see the things that are important to us as a people. We go, wow, that must be very important there, that Nissan Stadium. Right? And so Paul's saying, he goes, look, he said, I've even walked through your city and I see one, one statue that says it's to the unknown God. Now remember, he's pulling them back in. He said, when you were still pagans, you would worship speechless idols. And so in that particular day, he walks into a room of folks that... He used to be on their team. He was, so he's in this room, and, he's, and now he's on our team, and he's talking to all of them, and he said, hey, I got the one and only God for you. You don't have to worry about it anymore. You don't have, as a matter of fact, you can take that statue down if you want to. <laughs> it's Jesus. There's, there's no need to be unknown anymore. It's Jesus. And man, he stirs them up. And so we see here that when he's coaching them up, he's saying, look, you have this desire to worship, but it's always on Jesus. Always on the Holy Spirit of, of, of Him rolling through you. It's always about Him. He is the one and only. Jesus is the one and only. And He keeps reminding them. And so he starts to say, now look, gang, in verse 18, skip down. He said, our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where He wants it. Who's placing the parts? 
Who distributes the gifts? God. Hello. Who distributes the gifts? God. There you go. Come on. Vocal. You're leaders of leaders. Where's your voice? It's His voice through you. Speak Him out. It's not you. You ready? So if He's placing them and we trust, did we say we trust the source? So we trust the source of Him. And so if He's placing everything, am I the only one in the room that wish I had some stuff in here different? <laughs> Man, I got, you know, if I, if I didn't have these on you, I got these varicose veins. I don't like them. Talked about getting them stripped. Even when I really have, I'm just... And I'm going, I don't kind of like that. So we start looking. You know, I got my sweet pouch right here. I know what causes that. Spudge pies with some sweet morsels. <laughs> right? Think about the things that, that you just kind of wish were different. And yet the things that we have control over, but the things that God's placed in there on purpose. Went and got green contacts because I've got brown eyes. I'm going to get a little lipo here. I'm going to freeze this off here. I'm going to tuck that. I'm going to tuck that away. I'm going to pull this back. <laughs> you know, not before long, man. A lot of folks are starting to look like Joker and the Batman. <laughs> All this tucking, you know, just it's kind of frightening. I'm going crap. You want to see how I got these scars? <laughs> just a little tidbit. You know how much we as a people spend on cosmetics? It's both men and women, guys. I've got exfoliating wash in my bathroom. $56 billion. $56 billion on oil of Olay. Anti-aging. So, but take it past us and take it to the corporate body. Take it globally. Are there ever times that we wish so-and-so would just kind of be a little bit different because we feel awkward around them? Or is there a group of folks that have fashioned themselves and they hang their particular banner? I don't want to p pick out any particular denomination. We can have fun with, with any and all of them. They can have fun with us. But we, leaders of leaders, are saying we're not doing that. We're uniters. And if anything at all that we can agree upon, it's the empty tomb of Christ. And in that, you do your special abilities, I'll do mine, and then we'll have this incredible harmony of, the, of Christ out in the city and people can't help but be drawn to us. The city of Murfreesboro could not stand it if all of us went in harmony with one another and lived out who you are. We would turn it upside down and you already are one person at a time. Keep going. Him within. Dunamis. Starting in your home. And then Paul goes on. He says, you know, some parts... This is in verse 22. He's saying some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Sean said this the other night. I just absolutely love it. He said, I used to want to hang out with the who's who in the, in the, in the party world. And he said, and I transferred that desire over to the Christian world. Think about how we as a people raise up these uh, particular different personalities because they stand here. Gang, what I see you do every day and what you're about 
is magnificent. Because you have a desire to live life with people that requires buckets upon buckets upon buckets upon buckets upon buckets of grace. That they are, we are reminding them, saying, hey, that's what you were. That's not who you are. That's what you did. That's not what you have to do. We're transferring. We're living in this new. And Paul's saying the body coming together, and he said so in 23 and 24, and the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. Boy, howdy. Thank God. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. While the more honorable parts do not require this special care, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. And then look how he pulls this together, gang. Verse 25. This makes for harmony among the members so that all members care for who? Each Anyone in the room ever thought that you have nothing to offer? Anyone? What did you do? What did we just see? You see, I believe it now more than ever that you wouldn't be placed in my path if there wasn't something that I needed to draw from you. And you needed to draw from me. And the thing is, a lot of times we don't allow ourselves to be drawn from. You have special abilities. It goes on to say, if one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is part of it. I just, I love that. I want to read that one more time. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all parts are glad. Gang, it is a blast to celebrate. If we're going to hurt big, let's celebrate big. Let's celebrate big. Right? I just think that's one of the... The more I read that, I think that's just a beautiful image of marriage. We are the bride of Christ. So when our groom sees us as a body that any part of it is suffering, how are we as a body going to the... It's like white blood cells, right? They attack it. Let's let us be white blood cells. Let's let us be white blood cells. Let's go in and attack it. And that's what our first century brothers and sisters were doing. Verse 28. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles. Second are prophets. Third are teachers. Then those who do miracles. Those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. And so what Paul's doing, if you're in a room and if you see someone teaching, you usually label them as what? Teacher. Yeah. So if you see someone studying, we kind of label them as what? There you go. Who are you? Have you ever thought about what special abilities that God has given you on purpose? And how you can use those to help others? Not in a setting like this, gang. 
Remember, this is an hour, hour and a half, two hours tops. But in your day-to-day, the special abilities that we're talking about here, have you ever just kind of really peeled those back to see how those can be helpful to one another? So verse 29, he says, Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? And what's his answer? No. So how many of us ever get frustrated that we don't have something that someone else does? I think Deb just said it a while ago. This comparison is killing us. Remember, He made you unique. He gave you your special abilities on purpose. He placed us in the body on purpose. It's His show. It's His game. And so that's the harmony of the body coming together. Where's your life playing the harmony of the gifts coming together? Where do you think that happens the most, gang? Let me hear you. Where? Yes, for some work. Where else? Home. Home. Where else? Let me, school, absolutely. Let me ask it this way. Where's the one place that you would love to be able to experience other special abilities, their gifts, and help you discover yours? Wherever that is, whatever that place is popping on your head, you are in charge of that. You can make that happen. Wherever that is, if that's at your home, if that's in a coffee shop, whose ever name popped on your radar screen, you start calling them. Well, I'm not sure if I have special abilities, Bivo. How do I find out? Ask the one who blew life into you. What are the things that you wake up and just can't not think of? That you want to be about? What are your words of wisdom? Let's go through the list here. So how do we share our gifts with each other? Well, you're doing it. You're leaders of leaders, gang. So here's, here's, what, I want, here's, here's what I would love to challenge you to do for, for this week. Alright? Instead of certain gifts separating us, let's look for ways how they can unite us. So here's an example. In your day-to-day, Ask yourself, where can and does my discernment help others? How many believe that you have a a spirit of discernment, that you're able to discern good, bad? Yeah, all of us. You have that. How many didn't think you had that? I believe you all do. Ask yourself this, where and can, how can and my words of advice help others? Where do my words of advice help? Now here's a, just one little caveat, this is a whole other deal. Wait till someone asks you. <laughs> That's going to cut a whole lot of conversation out for a whole lot of people, including me. I can tell you how to fix that one, son. 
I may not say those words out loud, but boy, they're screaming inside. Boy, I pray they ask. Please ask me. Please ask me. <laughs> I pray to God they'll ask me that. They're not asking. Where does my special knowledge help others? Man, these guys that I get to hang out with in college, brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. You know, that's a gift. To be able to retain information in the way that you do floors me. I'd hate to take the ACT four times to make some of the scores these guys make. Where does your special knowledge help? Where does my language help others? We're going to really dive into this one next week, gang. Is that yes, there are unknown languages that the disciples spoke that day of Pentecost. But also believe that there's a, a language of tongue that connects you with God. Also believe there's order to that. We're gonna read, we're gonna, we're gonna just dive into that so cool next week. And it's just a beautiful way of him connecting with you and with us. Paul talks about it extensively, but he also talks about one more than he does that in his prophecy. And you know what that word means? It means to encourage. It means to edify. It means to comfort. He said, if you can do anything at all, I'd rather you do that. And if you go over and step over in chapter 13, at the end of this chapter here, he says, but I've got the best way of life for you. He ends this chapter, he ends this sentence with them after coaching them up. And saying, our lives together, gang, are this beautiful harmony. And here's the best way of life of all. It's the chapter of love. And he goes through there and he says, if I have all the gifts and I have not love, I have nothing. So guess what? Let's, let's do this in closing. Let's not get so tangled up on the gifts, plural, but let's stay focused on the gift, Jesus. Let's stay focused on the gift, Jesus. Then we won't get so tangled up on the gifts. We'll, we'll not want to separate. We'll not want to compare. We're just going to stay focused on the gift of Jesus and how He's blown life into me and say, man, I'm in my lane. Come on, if anybody else wants to come, but I'm running this lane. think we can do that? There's a world out there waiting on you, gang. You're around them every day that have checked away from this, our living room. Bring them back in. They don't have to come in here. I'd love to meet them. I'd love to meet them. Love to meet them. Bring them into your home. Bring them into a coffee shop. Let's change the culture of Murfreesboro. I asked Pierce this morning how, how many people were underneath the park he goes and feeds homeless folks each Sunday. Said it was packed, Bivo. Packed. Probably about 100 people, Pierce, maybe. Yeah. Love never fails. Love never fails. All right, Zane, you go get, we're going we're gonna to worship. We're going to close out here. Um, and then we're going to celebrate with Zane. In his baptism. And uh, so let me pray for us.
Father, we're going to continue to celebrate the gift giver, and that's you. So Lord, if anybody ever asks us about gifts, we're just going to continue to focus to you, the gift giver. We're just going to focus on Jesus. So Father, as we um, continue to worship just through participating in the communion, Lord, what that is, that's the love feast. You have It's just a representation of your body and blood broken for us, spilled for us, for the forgiveness of sins forever. That in like what Zane's doing today, that he's going down with the old. He comes up a new creation. And Father, He's saying, I love the gift. Thank You for the gift of life. And so Father, His acceptance is now always based on You. It's always based on You, Jesus. And so Lord, as we continue to sing in this sweet harmony of the love that we have for You, it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.